Hello, and we are live. Literally just the two of us. You've got myself, Ebontis, and joining us from across the pond, staying up late for us, and the man who was the first and original creator of the TWID, the one, oh, the goodness. only, Jarv. How you doing, man? Short <laughs> intro, but still had to get a little one for you. Returning guest, love a... to have you back. So. Oh, man, it's always a pleasure to be here. We, we have good talks. Yeah. It's, it's been a while. It has been a hot well, minute, yeah. It's like sometimes I'm a just like... A lot of water under the bridge. <laughs> Indeed. Um, yeah, so I know we just had Summer Games Fest. We'll probably talk about that stuff towards the end of the show since we'll start with a little bit of Destiny. Um, but we're getting into week three, kind of seeing a little bit more of what this season's going to have to offer outside of maybe Legendary Salvage. We'll have to see if that actually ends up being a thing. They tend to throw one of those in later on. But where are you first, I wanted to ask, just on this season? On the whole, like the activities you got to offer, you could go into technicals to like where are you, where are you where are you feeling like season of deep week three Thursday afternoon? How you feeling about Destiny right now? You can probably see I'm quite agitated, but it's it's just <laughs> like the I I feel like the last couple of weeks, man, I've just got a little bit more frustrated with with just Destiny generally, like um because my real worry is there is a lot of good stuff in my opinion, in Season of the Deep. But I feel like people remember seasons for various things. And we, we'll get into Season 22 and whatever, and we'll look back, and everyone will just remember the issues and not the good things. The dungeon, the armor, deep dive, the rogue mechanics that has, and actually how cool that is, and the scalable difficulty. Mm -hmm. I like that. There, there are good elements to it. Um, the power grind is... the a really missing is an integral piece that's missing and it kind of makes the front end of the season feel really light. I think even on my Tuesday stream, I said to my chat, like, does anyone else feel like it's like the final three weeks of a season rather than the first three weeks of a season? Cause it just feels a little bit slow. And I know like, yeah. um, GMs are next week. Things will pick up a little bit. Then you mentioned legend salvage. I think they're like week six or seven. So they are in the pipeline, but we've got to wait for those. Um, I think there's about three more weeks worth of story. Um, Sounds right. Yeah, every week between now and then, though, is just going to be is that exotic, is that exotic scout rifle out yet, Jarv? E, you know, much, where's, where's yeah. the guide? Where's the guide? <laughs> <laughs> um, like I'll get it as soon as I can get through the thing, of course. Yeah, exactly that. Um, yeah, so that's that's where I am with it. There, there are elements that I do enjoy, but like we spoke just before the show, like. With a lot of the issues that we've been seeing, especially within the last 48 hours, that's a big reason why you and I haven't done things like our flawless runs on like the dungeons yeah. uh, or low man attempts, because there's no guarantee you'll get through that two hours without an issue or another. I just loaded into a strike yesterday after doing a new arc build. The first charged melee I did, I just got broccolied, like, <laughs> and then just the game just froze. I hadn't even killed anything, um, so. No, that was me I... earlier today, too, for, I was telling you the same thing. I was like, all right, so what's my morning going to hold? And trying to figure out content for next week and kind of run through my head on that. So I was sitting there and I was like, okay, I've been thinking, as you said, about doing a solo flawless. But I was like, yeah, it's been a little technical iffy. Let me go run mm. a couple PvP matches, knock out another challenge, get a little XP. Two PvP matches in a row, I got a plum error so it's the battle eye error and then plum comes up so like knock it out log back in and then it was like standing in the tower 
left it in the tower, went to go walk in the room, came back and had another one. I was like, all right, I'm going to go work out. Like, I can't, like, I can't do anything right now. And then I know yeah. I saw Bungie help overnight. So for me, it was like 4 a.m. For you, it was probably 10 p.m. or something like that the night before. It looked like they had late issues last night because they said there were some server issues as well. And they took him down right when Summer Games Fest went live. So, like, they had issues last night and then again less than 24 hours later. Yeah, I thought, like, them taking the servers down before the Summer Games Fest might mean there's something a little bit juicy hiding in that for, for us. But because sometimes when the game goes offline, there's a trailer in there. But yeah, um, that's true. It was Destiny 2 was there for like half a second. You had to be yeah, real quick. Little, like, Game Pass clips. <laughs> yeah. A little bit was there. Um, but yeah, I think there's so many different error messages now. And, you know, having various animals or fruits applied to them <laughs> yeah. is fair enough. But how that feels for players, I mean, it doesn't tell us anything, really, does it? Yeah. No, I mean, they do that for it's coding no, purposes. There's not enough information there. Yeah, I was like, they do that for us to know why. But it's like, when you say, hey, I have this error. And chat knows what the errors are half the time better than I do, which is it's nice to know somebody knows those errors but it's not like hey there's an internet connection or we lost connection to yours it's like it just says plum and it'll say yeah. you got disconnected but plum chicken couple random ones that you see more frequently than others yeah but yeah it's like that's been i mean it's been an ongoing build for a while now it's like i traded a couple tweets with demon joe i was talking to him um and he was just saying yeah, it's like when vocal about it yeah, it's like some people are yeah, some people are more vocal than others, but he was just asking about compensation. It's like and I played played my time in WoW, subscription games, stuff like that. I mean, you had server maintenance on Tuesdays almost like damn near every week. You had downtime, it was just like part of the equation. I get that, but these are like unscheduled, emergency, gonna take it down. And even the, the one today was like, hey, we're gonna take it down at like it was twelve PM Pacific. They took it down like eight minutes sooner. I'm like, you can't even wait till the time you said it was scheduled for to actually I'm like, is it getting that bad? Is what's going on? Um, and it seems to be building. Like, we've had more and more issues and technical and this exotic needs to be. So I don't, like, as you said, it was the, you know, when we get a new expansion, get a new season, like, especially a new season, a chance to clear up some tech debt. And that's mm -hmm. kind of one of those, not a developer, totally talking out of my butt here. But technical debt, for those who don't know, is stuff that like kind of accumulates over time. If you get a chance for a big release or a bigger patch, it would be time to work on some of that stuff as a quick baby tiny hotfix or something. So it's going to be a bigger chance to fix those moments. And it does feel like more and more as we get farther along from late Witch Queen to, to like Seraph to Lightfall to this, there is an accumulation of things that just aren't quite meshing well anymore. The spaghetti code is a bad metaphor, but... Things do seem on the messy side. And I was just kind of curious, like, you do your, I mean, you do your This Week in Destiny. You like, you do your streams and stuff like that because you do your Monday video, you do your Tuesday streams. How has mm -hmm. just been the stream, the feel of your streams? Do you do, I mean, you got a pretty good audience, I think, as well. So I was like, how, yeah, the how is chat and how are they talking about just their feels about everything? Yeah, chat pre. They let you know, you know, <laughs> yeah. so uh, you know how it is. They let us know. Uh, but I say how it is as well. At the end of the day, we're creators, but we're also fans of the game as well. So that's why, like, my agitation and frustration comes from, because the last couple of weeks I've been feeling it more because I just want to play the game too, right? And then it just becomes, like, a bit of a, a roundabout because it seems to be happening over and over. Um, and they share the same sort of sentiment, really. 
Um, and I think I tweeted out earlier about, you know, live service games are, are some of the most complex games that are always online. And like Destiny is, is probably the biggest one out of the live service games. So who knows how complex it is on the back end? Like you say, we just sit here as backseat devs and have absolutely no idea. But yeah. tech debt is real. And but other live service games aren't immune from it either. Like I think Division Two had a new season go live today that hasn't gone live because they've got game save issues and stuff like that, which aren't easy fixes, right? Yeah. You know, we know what rollbacks do to Destiny and how complex they can be. So no live service games immune from it but De destiny's definitely carrying debt and they definitely carried some over from pre-lightfall for sure because it hasn't seemingly got any better since then so that sentiment's kind of shared really but i feel like in terms of the duration of the streams they're kind of i feel like they're just generally a little bit shorter because there's just less to cover each week yeah you have your, your kind of weekly mission it takes you maybe an an hour if you factor in getting signed in if the game's offline prior, which can happen if there's a, an update, which there will be this week. I assume there'd be one pre-reset. So the game will be offline. So it's getting in the game, then getting into the, all the stores and having a look at those and then actually running the mission. Um, but after that, I mean, we've got Grandmasters, but they you can't run all six now back to back. So. Well, I was like, so I know there's the node, but you can't do them all or... I think you can only run like. Or does that the first unlock four later? Weeks, you can only run the one for the week, and then that's you can right. Run them that all. thing unlocks later. Okay. So yeah. You're gonna be doing focus on one GM kind of thing, not as much putting it all together. Yeah, it's, it's like, like it's like the handbrake on. The handbrake is on from the moment the season started, kind of thing. Really, we haven't really let the handbrake off yet for some reason. Yeah, I mean. As you said, there are some highlights this season. I saw Dado dropped a video, and it was literally a positive video about Deep Dive. I saw he dropped that one, mm -hmm. and we've been I've talked about that like on streams and on the podcast the last couple of weeks. The I love Hades. Like I don't know if you've ever played Hades, but it is a fantastic roguelike, like one of the best. Mm -hmm. And every room that you clear, you literally get to pick one of two buffs. Sound familiar? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's kind of what we're getting into. So it's like they're flirting with this little like roguelike, and sometimes I'll go in there because I was you know working on trying to do like even tier four solo kind of thing. Can I get that good run where things come together? And I've got close a couple of times, like within seconds of finishing Abyss, and I just got to eventually put it together. But it is kind of about the luck of the draw. Some are going to be better, some are going to be worse. You got to play into it a little bit. If you have like power and void or something like that, and you're running an arc build, you're like, oh, got to do it like. I mean, you kind of have to switch some stuff up. and But also, I really like how they did the difficulty with the pressure trials. It allows... Now, granted, getting other people to do the pressure trials, that's a whole different topic for discussion. <laughs> supposed to yeah. die... Literally dying on, the, dying on the dot. Like, you can go over there and try and get people to revive you. But the fact that they incorporated, like, here's this thing you can do normally, or you want bonus mode on every tier... It's going to be rough. Now, the rewards I've heard can be can be good. Of course, every reward's a little RNG, but I mean, you can get an exotic out of it, theoretically, if you get to that like tier six or seven. I don't know which one it requires. Yeah. But... So it goes three, five, seven. Uh, we did tier seven on reset. Um, one of our fire team hadn't done pressure trials. So it's like, well, you just show me what we need to do. Um, and I was kind of ready for tier five because we did experience tier five. But then when tier seven happened, like, you have that new space that you go into there's like a taken night and we kind of just 
unloaded everything into that guy because we we're like, he's big. Yeah. He's going to take us out kind of thing uh, with the wizards and stuff. And then once we took that combatant out, then you get the take a minotaur. I was like, oh, we don't have any ammo left. Like, this is really bad. Like, there's no way to rally a flag. Like, if yeah. you don't have any Aeons or another way of trying to create ammo off uh, mini bosses and stuff. I have a thought um, about be- that in a second, but keep going. It, yeah, I mean, I, it can become quite challenging. We we literally went right down to the wire and killed him literally on zero um, <laughs> and managed to get tier seven. But once you're in the final room, you can kind of breathe a little bit. Yeah. It's, a no, it's a no restricted, uh, it's a restricted spawn zone. So you have to be mindful of the, the fire team. If they all three die, you have to restart, but you don't yep. lose your loot if you die. So it's not the end of the world. You just need to finish it to earn it. So I like it. Maybe the boss arenas could be you different each time rather than going to the same place with a different yeah. boss. But, we, you know, we're, you know, we're splitting hairs. It's, it's like, oh. is that asking too much? Because I feel like that's one of those that's taken many, like many. Play- this has been a, for years. I mean, I'm thinking Shadow Keep's first season, season of the undying. That's the right mm. terminology. Still had like, you know, similar boss. Room. Like we've had the similar boss room thing. You get a little variety. But then when we got to the end, I was like, oh, we're going to have different bosses at different depths. That's what I thought the first week. And yeah. then we eventually, then we end up skipping all the way down to that boss room. And I'm like, okay. So it's like, you get some variety as you go through and you get the different jobs and the challenges. You said, I haven't done it, but it's, it's rough. Like, you're not, like shout out to Esoteric for doing it solo. More power to the crazy guy for doing tier seven by himself. I don't, I don't even know how he does it, man. Honestly. I was trying to even get to like tier four solo and struggling. So <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I got an exotic, exotic out of mine. I got an exotic, two nice. high stat armor, five engrams, some bait. Five, nice. Yeah. You get two from, I got two from the actual tier seven chest and like three from the bonus chest. That's pretty solid though. Like those things will start mm. adding up. It, and that's kind of the thing where if you have a group, and I think I saw somebody on Reddit say like, it does feel like this is kind of begging for that LFG feature to be active, which is still two seasons away. Like 23 is when it's pushed out to, I think now. And it was made potentially with people, you know, if LFG was in here and you were going, okay, pressure trials, little LFG, quick matchmaking, get a group together, chat it up. Cool. Let's jump in and you could do that in game. That'd be great. Mm. Um, but I, I like the concept of what they're doing there. The chance for the more difficulty, a little bit of a roguelike section. That one's cool. Then on the end, then I swear more enemies, you know, between that and the dungeon, more enemies than I know what to do with. And then on the other side, we have salvage. Salvage is like I could watch a Netflix like show while I'm doing that one because you can do one of two things. You can do the objectives. Somebody's eventually going to do them. There's no like enraged timer or anything. Or you can sit there and shoot the spawn door like the, the spawn doors are so obvious in this one. If you kind of bump into one, you see everybody just running. Oh, OK, I'll just sit here and shoot these guys for a while. And then most not- of those spawn doors don't even have solid backs to them. You can just run through them and then you just fall underneath the map. Oh, good. I haven't actually done that yet. <laughs> so basically, basically, those spawn doors, if you look at them, they are the exact same as one of the spawn doors that we used to see in the Savathun song strike. And there was one halfway through that strike whereby when he had spawned through it, you could pass through the other way and get all the way to Savathun's song. You can get to the boss without doing a big part of the strike but it seems like they've used the, that door in salvage oh. so whenever they open you can go through pretty much everyone the other way as well I... it isn't helpful for your team no because you can't get out <laughs> you can't do anything but it's it's quite interesting You're if you want to see what the map, the map the like. boss. 
The bosses yeah, themselves yeah. actually aren't terrible. Like either of the two bosses, the guy on the runes, I wish it wasn't like standing on the plate. I wish the dude would come into my view so I could see him like the little shielded guys for the big hive, ar yeah. hive arena. Um, but the bosses themselves aren't bad. I mean, the big ogre, like trying to shoot his back when he's kind of turned around the thing, but it was like, neither of those are bad. It just seems like the jobs in and of themselves for the six man, there's so many people. It just never feels like you have enough to do. Yeah, I feel like I'm just running around because everything else is getting done so quickly. Like, um, and the ad density isn't really there when you compare it to deep dive. But, that, but there's only three of you in deep dive, so right. yeah, I'm not a fan of salvaging, especially when you compare it to to deep dive. Yeah, to be honest, but nope. Yeah, so it's like, and that's some seasons we only get the three person activity, and I don't know if that would have been if they would have felt it would have been a little light early in the season because they like do the time gating of the three levels. But if they would have just given us all three levels and that was your activity and salvage wouldn't have been there, I don't know if anybody would have not would have missed salvage. I mean, yeah, when you think about it as well, it's like when you think of seasons where they've had two activities, one's, one's always theme, not, yeah, one's one's not. always not that great. Like the only time it kind of maybe kind of worked was when you had season of the drifter, but that's because you had gambit, which was already already a ritual activity, right. and reckoning was the loop, right? So. If they use a ritual activity to create a loop, it could probably be better, but they need to obviously update the playlist to make it relevant to whatever's going on or whatever the theme of that season is, which is, is it easier said than done, right? To completely change that. Yeah. Um, but like, if we took like Season of the Plunder, you had Expeditions and Catch Crash Expeditions. It was fun when you could choose it, boring when you couldn't. And, you know, it's it's been like that pretty much. Yeah. Each season, there's been two activities, right? Yeah, and then season of the Seraph or whatever. I think that's what got me so bad was season of the Seraph hit a lot of things really well. Exotic mission was cool. The weekly activity seemed to be decent with your different unlocks that you had. Story was compelling with um, Red. Can't even remember. Rasputin. Um, something about Sabbath just like hit. This was like going into light. Then we get a lightfall, and we're like. You know, big giant craters. I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna call names specifically, but big giant craters who are also across the pond with you weren't big fans of the story. And you know, it's like you have kind of the open world and stuff like that. It's like, uh, Seraph was a high, and Witch Queen was also like that year. Like the bookends were so good, and so far this year, there are a few like cool moments that I've had, but it doesn't feel like I've had a bigger feature that's hit quite as well. Um, yeah, Scar's like reckoning sucked. Oh no, it sucked, dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm just i'm just saying like borderline so impossible without blueberries activities we get every season yeah. like, <laughs> they they built that one activity due to power creep they've said it multiple times it's like you guys have wells and everything else and if you were in a group you could get through it but it was like stand in the well throw the nova bombs get those restarted throw the bomb use the certain exotics you get them back and do it. like they built an activity based around us and um you kind of see that sometimes, too. I was watching a guy who did a video it was for Diablo 4, and he was like, what it's like at level 82 out of 100. He's played a crap load. Um, I'm barely, like, right around 50. I finished the campaign, almost getting to, like, tier 3, which is a decent amount, and that dude's way past me. But the way he described it is, I think this game should be balanced and also is probably designed for that middle to a little more casual player. And again, we're the crazy hardcore people. Mm. And it's also like the balance of 
I know when I struggle to get certain things, like right now the Lightfall Red Border weapons, because I didn't, you know, do all the patrols and stuff like that. They made those worse recently. And I have to ask is like, are you worried about people getting those? You made them harder to get. I don't understand. There are certain decisions they do when it's like they seem, and this is one thing that Division 1 really ticked me off about is they had a currency that a whole bunch of streamers and like the elite players farmed the crap out of. Well, then they changed like the cost of things based on how much they had. And you screw over 90% of the player base when you do that. And again, for the people who already have them, it's not that big of a deal. But when you turn around and have the mid to average player, the casual somewhere in the middle of the bell curve, who has some time to play, it's the grind is being stretched pretty thin. And then playing Diablo, you get to see loot sh like fall that's exciting. Yeah. And I think that's one thing we're kind of struggling with a little bit right now, too. Whenever they've done like um, developer insights, they kind of talk about 30 minutes of fun and, and finding that loop. But I do feel like that loop is very sometimes artificial or more convoluted than it needs to be, right? Yeah. Um, sometimes simplicity is 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 what it needs. Um, but I guess we'll have to find out next season and see what that happens. See if we get. Uh, I mean, I don't know if we're going to have a power increase next season. They haven't really. No, seen... they haven't said on that one. I wonder if mm -hmm. they're like, do people like it? Do people not like it? Do we have the engagements? I'm sure they'll be looking at the. Do you want it back or not? I'd be curious. I haven't missed it. It has allowed me to catch other characters up, though. Um, I guess Bungie just—they're very data-driven. We know this, right? That's, unfortunately, oh, yeah. when we see nerfs, it's because of spreadsheets we see in TWABs and usage is high yep. um, and stuff like that. So they'll look at player, you know, play time and people actually playing the game, and um, they'll make a decision on on that but there's just so many factors this season it's going to be hard to quantify you got really good games releasing oh and you've Diablo got... right now is a, like alone but you have zelda um street fighter 6 and then uh, final fantasy 16 is coming up i mean those alone are all massive massive games obviously the performance issues we spoke about already yep. um and the, the general cadence of this season is seemingly quite slow and quite casual from where from what we've experienced previously. So if you combine those things, three things together, I think naturally you're just going to see a kind of a, a settling, a lower kind of concurrent number. Uh, but from what they've been putting on Twitter, I mean, there's still a million players a day playing oh, Destiny. I've seen some of the, what is it, Destiny Bolton or whatever, dropping some of the numbers. Yeah. Like, apparently the Steam charts are still huge, so somebody's enjoying it. I mean, yeah. I even saw, um, it was one piece of Reddit, sorry. Uh, somebody was like, I just kind of have to say this is like uh, it's near the top where to say it because I gonna... I just got Destiny two this week and I have one thing to say this game is amazing sci fi action is awesome unlike current military shooters I have all the color and the combat and the explosions all the different colors and bullet tracing all the unique weapons like the grenade launcher that uses void weapons with sticky grenades the combat is just beautiful reminds me of all those weapons from the film District nine this game also takes me back to the days of defiance with Philip as well I just recently got half decent internet. Sometimes it's slow, but what? So it's like some people like you find a new person that sounds like that and you're going and maybe I'm just a little jaded <laughs> <laughs> and you sometimes wonder. So, yeah, it's like when you say grandmasters are coming, those are going to be time gated fishing just due to pu public events. It's time like that one annoys me. I know they're like afraid. I don't of know why it's a thing, dude. I know uh, what that, you're going like, to say. 
I yeah, don't know the why it's public events wiping out your progress is just like somebody's like, well, people are going to live here in fishing. They're in your game. Why do you care? Like you sell a fishing hat and you put a fishing title in there. You're going to have people logging in like got to get more fishing done. It's like you can only have 500 bait or whatever. You got like a one percent chance on exotics or something like that. So you get five exotics and you have to go farm again. But I was like. I got through maybe 50 loot. We got our progress up there. I was getting a couple legendaries. Public event wiped it out. And I'm like, nope, I don't want to do this right now. At some point, they will change it. I don't give. I'm is not worth my time. Like that. That was the quickest turnoff to fishing for me, I think, instantly, because it's kind of fun. Like the little mini game. You can watch something, catch up on a little stuff on the side. And then why? Scarrow, why is there no fishing title? Actual highway robbery. Yeah, I know. Like is missed opportunity big time. It, fishing's actually like. Mm -hmm. Oh, just found out I can charge my mobile using my sofa. Awesome. Bombshells. Nice. Um, trailer four. Um, fishing tile miss opportunity. Cool. So yeah, like this, like salvage and deep dive and stuff like that. Um, I used to actually enjoy just getting loads of bait during the day mm -hmm. while I was making content, and then just about now, just be like while I'm winding down, just go fish for a bit. Chill. Throw on some music. Throw on a YouTube video. Put some music yeah, on. That's it. See what you get but yeah the fact that it wipes progress you just can't say and then so then you're like okay do i play the instance hunting game for the groups that got it the fact that you can leave fish on the ground not pick them up wait a couple of public events to a thing to rotate back where you were and then that's how you get progress i'm like no stop this like that's just one of those things i just like accept the bad decision and oh, god forbid people live fishing nobody's getting too many guns or things that way i'm sorry like if and if they do, then you can change the loophole if you really care. But I think that's one thing right now, like after playing the Diablo Destiny, and Tassie may have said this too recently, Destiny is stingy. There are times, I think, where the amount of loot you get for the time that you go. I mean, if you get a tier seven, I mean, you said you got like five engrams, but if I do a tier three and I get three engrams, you should get like seven, eight, nine engrams. Just like you should get a little bit of a shower. If you do a tier seven, you should get a little bit of an extreme amount because that is no joke. Three people, you said it was down to the wire and you may get a little easier when you get a bit more artifact power, but tier seven is going to be no joke. And the fact that you're not, you know, getting a little loot pinata versus, you know, you'll get a decent amount of stuff on the screen, but it's like, I always feel like the game could be more generous and not hurt 90% of the player base. Us crazy people who make content and live in this thing. That's one thing. We're always never going to have enough, but for the average player, they never get enough loot. I feel like. It's funny because I, I was standing like almost the polar opposite like last week saying like I I like this is just me this is my opinion so don't <laughs> take it for what you will but I yeah. personally wouldn't care if Bungie come along and, and necessarily kind of just nuked my vault because I don't really use anything that's in there and actually there's it's so easy like if they nuked all my high stat armor i wouldn't care because i just go get some engrams and within like two hours i'd have some high stat armor from this season like yeah. easy like it's not it's, it's not hard to get it nothing's hard to really get in destiny well that's uh, fair when you look at it that way um but it also questions the purpose having a reason or a purpose to run something you know, it's all well and good having a shower of loot at the end, but if I'm just going to shard it all into legendary shards, which is what we all do most of the time, that's fair. I've, then it's what what value actually does that have? That's the kind of sort of angle I had on it. 
That's, I mean, that's a, that's a legitimate perspective though. You can get showered with a bunch of trash and it's still trash. So I get that. Scarrow said it's like lost sectors. There's a billion exotics in the game. You know, you go in there as one character, you have like 13 different chances plus a reasonable stat roll. Plus it all, there's just too much RNG. So too many variables. Yeah. Yeah. Just the fact that it's that high. Yeah. Every, I mean, I will say, I don't like you get one artifice class item for you. I don't need another class item for a year. I don't. Mm. Like, especially if they don't raise the power, and if they do, just, you know, I'll infuse it up a little bit, but you get one Artifice class item, I'm good. I don't need another piece of armor in that slot, throw a couple ornaments on there, and that's one. I mean, yeah, you've got a little more stats on the other four, but every class item is useless. Every, mm. like, you could turn that slot off for drops for me, and it'd be fine. <laughs> exactly. Just yeah. the fact that, like, that's a thing is they're in a weird, kind of a weird place. And I think somebody said it much higher up in chat that... It's a nine-year-old franchise. We're six, seven years into this one. Six years, I guess. Um, I mean, this is like they went back on sunsetting. Sunsetting would have been feeling pretty good now to keep things a little more fresh. Um, and then the content. I just evolved. miss grinding for stuff, dude. Like, yeah. I think back to like D one, and we could grind the absolute life out of Omnigal for a grasp of Malok. And then still not get the five out of five and have to settle with a four out of five because it was a random roll drop. But now in D2, you just get that weapon as a drop from a nightfall or whatever. And at some point it might even become craftable, in which case it doesn't really matter at all then. Because even if you don't get the patterns, you've got deep sight harmonizers, which I don't really like, to be honest. But we can talk about those. We'll get to um, this in a sec because the way they're done in the battle pass, I'm not a fan. Or, or you, just, you just end up crafting it. So you're. You, so it, it takes, it, crafting, if anything, reduces the time you play the game, really, when you think about it, because you're yeah. not grinding the game. You're at Shiro, Shiro Chi grinding Taken to level up a weapon, or Kali, and you're not even getting kills with the weapon. You're just farming Kali for red borders and leveling up weapons as you go, kind of manipulating the crafting. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline system so it's like i mi- i just miss grinding for something having a reason to do something repeatedly like you yep. said earlier with fishing put some music on get a team together and just go for it and then if you get it great and then just shout about it on the socials like you know margo leap farming i miss that yeah kind of stuff it doesn't exist in destiny 2 There's, you don't farm any weapon you just get patterns for the ones that you care about the most yeah. and then just craft the one you want yeah, it's rare to farm much. I mean, you've got the dungeons, but the way those are set up with kind of like the length of them now, the like farming doesn't feel farmable. It feels like feels like a lot more worth uh, work than actually like getting the one drop that you get from, say, like the new dungeon. Like there's a couple good drops in there. The new rocket launcher. You got a stasis grenade launcher, which apparently has a bug to it in the TWAB, which I didn't even know. Um but yeah, so they've got them in a few places, and now they're doing, like, some of the seasonal weapons are craftable, some of them are not. But then you have something like a world drop, like mm. the Stasis Scout Rifle, which is so far on the other side of the spectrum 
like you've got the craftables, which you say it's like, hey, I just want the craftables. If it's not red border, it's useless. I craft it. The leveling process, I wish they would. I wish they would just like let you level it a bit smoother as opposed to like mm. Cali. And then when it's something like a sniper rifle, give me like five kills a level, like a level. It doesn't have to be a ton. Like the ammo's not a big deal. Um, but on the other side, like if you want a world drop, say battle scar with uh, kinetic trimmers, good luck. There's no yeah. way to go. That's the other side is there's no way to go after it. So you have some stuff that's too easy, but then some stuff that is next to impossible out of just like time and more luck than even just putting like a grind in. You can't even grind for it. It's just a random world drop. And then you've got like positive outlook from Vanguard, which you can't actually focus this season, but it's actually got some good rolls. Got the last wish one kind of puts it to shame. Um, <laughs> That one I want because it's got the destabilizing repulsor. I'm like, that actually could be a fun comp on an auto rifle. So, yeah, it's it is weird because like I know you haven't played Diablo yet. I do recommend like if it is just kind of like your Steam Deck chill, chill vibes kind of thing. The way it is like, hey, I got a piece of loot and it's like, as you said, four out of five. But you do keep going. You're trying to get that optimized piece. But it's also for builds there's a reason to go after something because the builds in that game are really focused i got two more levels of a certain skill from this one piece of armor builds in this game and i think this is the one piece of feedback i gave bungie because it was trying not to be a jerk i know some people were like i don't even want to give feedback my one piece of feedback in the other section figure out how you want ammo to drop and and leave it there good bad or otherwise like what reserve should my ammo have Put the number out there and set it. I don't want to have mods on my chest piece that can possibly bump it up. Scavengers, ammo finders, ammo finder scouts, last season's void weapons drop in heavy ammo. None of those make a build, in my opinion, at all. All of those are just getting around an annoyance that heavy ammo is something that we need to function in these games because you need to be able to hit some power stuff. But ammo is so unreliable. I mean, the fact that double double specials is a recommended thing I see on Twitter occasionally is kind of a joke. Yeah, for power ammo, it's wild. I mean, so, like, if they could make, just make ammo a reason, like, the fact that Aeons exists, just stop, like, exotics, mods, half my build should not be based around ammo. Like, that's, that is a massive frustration of mine, and the fact that it was a possible perk, I'm like, well, if I do run a void build, of course I'm going to do that so I have more heavy, but just make it drop at a reasonable cadence. <laughs> yeah. That's a big I mean, frustration Sammy of mine makes a, a fair point that we're not... Technically, grinding weapons, we're grinding patterns, aren't we? Red borders now. So it, our grind is for blueprints, not actually loot, and to, yeah. to eventually craft what you want. So. <laughs> Carol <laughs> says, Sarah. dude, if they nerf double special, I'm leaving the campaign to cancel me. But that's the problem, though. Like, Scarrow, the fact that double special does help heavy drop is cool, but the fact that that is something that you need to do to get reliable heavy is the issue. Like, and that's the thing. That is one of the things Bungie, we love you sometimes, but the way you handle issues sometimes as a company whole, it's easier to put a bandaid over the issue. So it would like mess with the double spot special as opposed to dig deeper, get down to the root of a cause of an issue and fix ammo on a holistic basis. That's the thing that was like, did you have any feedback for them in those tweets? Did you say anything or just not really? I, I honestly think that Twitter is not really the forum for feedback. I mean, to be honest. yeah, that's going to be. I feel like it's I really don't... hard to get it in 
the characters, you end up creating a thread, and it's just that I don't. I think it like it just wouldn't be worded great in a yeah. Twitter thread, personally. Um, well, what what about I right here? Time <laughs> to read through some of them. Yeah, some of the bits of feedback there. There, it's kind of it was kind of a random request, really. To be honest, um, like it's good that they've asked for it, but it just feels a bit random to ask for it right now when things are kind of a little bit rocky when it comes yeah. to sort of stability and you have any I feedback like, um i don't know service stability that'd be step one yeah like 90 percent <laughs> is going to be about that right so it, it was a bit of a weird time to ask that but there like, we go i was just looking at yeah good players should run double special it's like i mean there are certain loadouts where you can <laughs> cancel you, me bonnie. yeah cancel me thanks guys appreciate it <laughs> love you scarrow um yeah it's like i'm not trying to be like debbie downer we are just in a weird place in destiny right now because we said it before i haven't gone back to do my solo flawless because i'm now afraid i'm gonna get kicked mm. i watched on twitter i saw leopard was working on one you spend the hour and 10 minutes to get to the final boss you get there do a little bit of damage phase and then you go and you get kicked i'd be like all right that one's not even my fault come on and that's that's why I haven't even tried it again. I mean, Diablo is a good distraction, but I would love to go back and just spend some time in there and try. But I'm afraid yeah. I've died enough on my own. If I get if I get a network error like three quarters through the final boss in there, I'm going to be kind of pissed. Yeah, Scarry makes a fair point. I feel like I've always on time, like this being Bungie and with how weird it is with Destiny where like, one thing can break another. It wouldn't surprise me if the fact that the always on time Sparrow is fast actually prevents another issue, if you know what I mean. It's like a it's a band-aid for something else. But that being said, I think they are working on Sparrow 2.0 anyway. They just need to make Sparrow's ornaments, man. And then oh, that yeah. way we can just Sparrow's have whatever we want and uh, have the Ghost fastest should Sparrow be the same and look different. Ghost should be yeah. ornaments. Um... Yeah, the ghost mods shouldn't, like, cost or anything. You should just pick what buffs you want on your ghost. You don't need to spend legendary shards on that stuff, so. Yeah. No, I mean, I, yeah, I agree on that one. And that's, yeah, there are always on time they could have nerfed or disabled that one. That's like a sparrow piece, but just on the, yeah, it's like, I get that too. Um, But I did actually want to ask you, what are your thoughts on the dungeon in and of itself? It's, uh... I actually enjoyed the dungeon. I, it feels like it's in the wrong place. It feels like we should have had that a year ago. That's probably been said. Uh, but... Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah. Feels like it's it, a Witch Queen dungeon, yes. Yeah, but it feels like it's a Witch Queen dungeon with Season of the Deep elements added to it. Like, you've got the opening section, which is probably fair, and then all the... the, the because the, the traverse between the opening section and the first boss is insanely long. Like... Yeah. And you don't really fight anything that yeah, much on the very, way very other than the water pressure. You know what I mean? Just making sure that you're right and going through your little sonic bubbles and stuff like that. So it feels like those bits were potentially seasonal. And then like the encounters themselves are so loose, you know, loosened hive. It feels, yeah, it feels like a slight disconnect in my opinion between those bits. Um, but the encounters themselves are fun. The, I loved the ad density in the first major fight oh it's nice there's, there's so many ads so many ads and they spawn like um, every three seconds 
Yeah, it's, it's a good it's, problem to have. Yeah, it's, like, it's pretty crazy. I mean, my bong camera was the way to go for me as a Titan, just light the world on fire. I did Lorely for survival, and it saved me a couple of times. But yeah, it's like it is it is utter chaos in there. There's no question about it. So it's definitely a fun room. Like running it with three people would probably be better as a solo player. It is it is a bit bonkers. Mm. Um, the traversal section when I go back for like solo flawless runs, it it overstays its welcome. I, I'm the more times you run it, it overstays like the first couple times kind of cool exploring for the little lore bits wasn't bad. I'm trying to just figure out where they were, but yeah, the opening, like everything I think could have be trimmed by like literally take off a third of everything. And I think most of that dungeon gets to be really, really good. Traversal about a third shorter, but like, do you need to do the symbols in the front four times? No, three would probably be plenty. Three is enough. Yeah. Like, and then I know they're like Hive Guardians, so they have shields. But as a solo player, it's like I use Arbalist. It's not required, but it's like, you know, that's like single pops the shield. But the health on those guys, if I'm sitting there doing... I could probably, if I had a perfect damage phase with just like my build, which is I just go in with a Surrounded Sword and it does all right. But it's like it's a five phase. And yeah. then probably optimal, I think I saw Sneaky was able to do in about three if you really optimize the builds, but I also saw on Reddit, an average player was like, hey, I did it in like 12 phases. It's like, oh my god. That'd probably be me, to be honest. I mean, the, the opening section, I had Halo vibes in the opening area. I don't know if it's just like the greenery with the like some of the kind of side buildings. Yep. Kind of reminded me of like Halo, especially once I was on a Sparrow. I was like, hey, yeah, this could be a pike for all I care. Like, mm -hmm. it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it should be three, not four, to, to get in the opening section. Yeah, you could chop a third off the health bars on both bosses, and it's still, you would still have to understand the encounter plenty to be able to beat it. But it was like, a really good team might one-phase it, you know, and then if you, I think, I mean, Salta Greppo probably said it best, a solo should be a max at about a three-phase. Mm. I think that's plenty. If you can cycle that by yourself three times, cool. Now, if you don't, if you want to make sure it's not too easy for a group, like you want to see maybe a two phase, do a little scaling in there. And I think that's the issue. There's, There's no, no scaling. solo scaling. And they did that in the legendary campaign, actually, decently. It's not perfect because I think the three is still probably too much. But like there is scaling functionality in the game. And I don't know why if you I mean, they set the solos. There's literally triumphs for solos so that no people are going to do it. But it's like just the health bars, like the enemies in and of themselves. There could be probably a few fewer if you're solo. Uh, the chaos is fun, but for very certain builds. But I think just the health bars, like if you trim a third off of there, you'd probably be decent for a solo player for about a three or four phase. <laughs> and that's kind of my biggest issue. Um, but as you said, the fight's kind of cool. Definitely feels Witch Queen. You got Lucent Hive. You've got Deep Sight. Like, <laughs> yeah, all the mechanics, the yeah. armors. The armor's very much like... The armor's incredible, by the way. Oh. And shades I, really well. Oh, I've been I'm having a lot of for. fun. I had one... Um, I had been going because it kind of has that little wavy effect to it where it has a little bit of an animation. I had about basically like I looked like I was on fire, which turned out really well for my Titan. But then I was just clicking through shaders and I left one on and I didn't realize it. It had like a hopper, but like almost a turquoise undertone. Okay. And I was like, it actually, I'm like looking at it, I'm like, that's not half bad. So I kind of left it for a little while, but no, that armor, love the armor. It's staying on there for a while. That one my looks... my go-to shader is a uh, Kahe Black at the moment. It's kind of like this dark black, obviously, but then it kind of, um, as you get lower, it's like your 
like your robe is on fire towards nice. the bottom. It kind of fades into red and like that. It looks really nice. Yeah. No, like the armor is like some of the best I think I've seen them do. I mean, this is what I yelled, screamed about a long time ago for Pit of Heresy. Like, give me the boss's armor. I want the big Zolmak or whatever his name was. I want crazy hive fire armor. Like, that's that type of stuff we see. And then finally we get like loosened hive armor. I'm like, this stuff looks awesome. This was a big win for me. I think the armor was. We were talking about this in the clan last week. Houndish mentioned it actually. Back in D1, we could earn armor that was representative of the bosses we defeated, like Shield Brothers. Why we got none of that? Uh, like, I want to wear Oryx's head. Yeah, you know I, I mean? Want, or, I want my Shield Brother arm back. Yeah. You know? It's a little stuff like that that I think is one Eververse definitely taken away from that to some extent. And this is why this armor was such a surprise. I'm with you. Because, I mean, what everybody loves Age of Triumph. Is that the right terminology? Age of Triumph armor? Like the end of D1? Yeah. Like That's all the, the raid reprisals. Yeah. Yeah. The raid reprisals, they were gorgeous. We're like, we know you can make this stuff. I've got a vexed leg. What's I know, this all about? Like, like this. Yeah. I feel that's the type of stuff where I they have ornaments now and we have so many PlayStation collaborations and everything else. But, you know, if we're going to have a Vex season, let me look like a goblin or a Minotaur. Like, go lean into some of that stuff, as you said, bring out some of the let me have a strike boss helmet to where if I go fight. You know, the dark blade, can I have the dark or the light blades helmet on my head again? He's in there. He was the Dark Blade before. <laughs> Let me pop that head off and put it on mine. So, no, I think strike-specific loot would be cool. I have a question for you, actually, since you do this a lot and you would like something to grind for. What would make <laughs> you want to grind for armor? Because I've been rolling this around in my head. I'll set it up. For the longest time, like, I mean, once you get a good set of armor, especially as crazy players, we don't need much. You get a decent no. set of Arbus, Artifice armor, you're like... I could delete every armor drop and never miss any of them at a certain point after a while. And Artifice is, at this point, not that required if you get a good roll. So, what would make... That's hard enough in itself, though, right? I mean, yeah. Getting well-rolled Artifice armor. Yeah, that's, that's why when the um, duality kick him off a ledge was there for a little while, I did a little of that. Um, <laughs> but what would make armor appealing for you? Because they are working on weapons, like decent exotics and whether... Primaries and stuff aren't that powerful. We've got some fun perks for inner like weapons are kind of in an okay space. They're working on them. It feels like armor is very stuck. So I was curious. It's like there's... a blank canvas right now. They are pretty much blank until we put mods on them. And then, like you said, and I agree, I shouldn't be putting ammo finder mods on stuff because they don't really contribute to the way you need to play necessarily to 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 get the build to to work the way you want it to. Um. I mean, they have seasonal bonuses, almost like seasonal origin traits on there, but they don't actually provide a benefit to the armor or, or the build, right? It's like extra XP or it spawns something more in the seasonal stuff. So it, it would be cool if you, say, had like a seasonal like origin trait on an armor piece. And then imagine combining different ones from different seasons, which then help add a different dimension to your build generally kind of thing. Yeah. They have like a stacking bonus, like they do with mods anyway. So the right. more of that type of armor you have, the greater the bonus benefit. But that could add a bit of a different thing without kind of making the mod system more complex than it already is for some players and adding more mods to the game. Um, 
and that that would create an identity to some pieces of armor and give it and give a reason to maybe chase certain armor over others kind of thing yeah that's i mean i've always that's kind of why i was like to ask everybody who kind of comes through that i remember to ask is armor is one of those things like i want an armor 3.0 and i know the mods are there and loadouts kind of does that but also mm. as you said giving some things a little more like set bonuses i wish they could if they could lean into that more i feel like there's potential but every set bonus is just like here's a little more reputation for the season that's all we ever get yeah it's so if they could if they could build on that and use that as an opportunity because that could be like a, a you know like a because you could have you could have synergies between those traits, right? And then and then that's before you've and that's your new blank canvas then, and that's before you've even done your own subclass adjustments and your mods and stuff. Um, and but. part of me worries that when it comes to the way the loadout system is done, we've heard the way weapons. Specifically, they can't have too many perks. Like, there's a technical limitation where too many things being active at the same time is an issue. And that's right. why I wonder if the set bonuses can't do anything more. Like, a set bonus couldn't... Like, if you wore a full set of armor, maybe it doesn't have the best stats in the world, but it had another benefit that made it worth it, and then you grinded for kind of that set of armor, and then it was worth keeping. Like, this season could be... I mean, if they leaned into, I don't know, they gave you a stasis bonus or something like that, like with this full set of armor, and you could just say every set bonus is PvE only. I don't care. Like, if you don't want to break PvP, you can do it that way, like combatants only. But, I mean, you could just say even stasis, you know, abilities recharge 20% faster in PvE just by wearing the set of armor. You're telling me people wouldn't try that and see what a stasis <laughs> build feels like? That type of stuff. But again, that's where I don't know the technical limitations of where we're at. Yeah. And that's where I wonder... If something like that is something they've thought of and they're like, yeah, we'd love to, would literally break the game, though, and not in a good way kind of break. So I wonder if it's technical pieces where that could be a thing, too. Because it could be an opportunity for them to actually create small little crossovers between classes. Like if you were running stasis, but then had like some sort of arc bonus on your gauntlets, actually, you could freeze and jolt the target to break the ice. Just, you know what I mean? Just... There you go. Yeah, I mean, any of that stuff. Absolutely hire us anytime you know we do zoom calls we're good we'll talk yeah, to you yeah. <laughs> community summit if they're still a thing oh man that's that sounds like that'll be under lock key nda and put your phone in this little baggie which will unlock when you leave the room kind of it's like I actually i think they really work as an in-person thing and doing exactly what you just said that's the only way you can safeguard anything you want to show yeah. anyone have you ever been to a comedy show like that where they like they did it at gcx they put your phone in a little bag got like one of those locks on it so you have your phone with you but right. it's in this like bag that basically has kind of like a department store like magnetic lock that undoes because so, mm. they don't want you filming comedians so yeah same principle but it was like i don't care it's like i would just be there's so many questions i have for them to understand like technical limitations on guns set bonuses on armor like love to know what's coming down the road and we can kind of talk about that now that august showcase I am so intrigued about because they said we're going to talk about Final Shape and the future of Destiny. That's the biggie. Yep. That's probably what I'm more worried about than anything. Mm -hmm. such. It's not necessarily how this chapter ends, but it's what's next for us, really. Because it, because we know they're working on Marathon and there's a lot of resource to Marathon uh, to 
get that project to where they need to get it. But obviously, Destiny's their kind of bread and butter too. And for for a lot of us, it's our our go to uh, and our kind of hobby, right? Hobby. Yeah. They've turned Destiny back into a hobbyist game. Um, kind of lost its way a little bit, but it is back there. Um, uh, so that's what where I'm kind of. That's where I'm kind of more interested, really. Me too. Like, now, Final Shape's going to be hopefully a really cool expansion. They're bringing about Nathan Fillion if they can somehow, like, if this was the thing they wanted to put out for Lightfall but needed, you know, another year to work on it, hopefully it's the one that delivers. But, yeah, I keep asking everybody the question, what is Season 25 going to be, much less the future of Destiny? Like, Season 24 is Final Shape. Okay, end of Light and Dark Saga is done. We've seen the full finale of this thing. <clears throat> now come back in three months and do do what? What are you going to have me do in three months? <laughs> we say that. Like, I remember seeing a slide from one. I don't know if it's like GDC or some sort of developer. The uh, going and they had forward. the timeline. Mm -hmm. And then you had like Final Shape. But then it wasn't Seasons. And I, I even counted like and tried to name the other squares to try and work out which Seasons were what. But once you get to Final Shape... It's almost like 30th anniversary pack, but there's only like two of those. Yeah. So I don't know if they're like big six month, like final shape in two chapters potentially or episodes. Yeah, they could be know. doing. I mean, that's one of the things that we've probably debated on more than most on this podcast over five years now is expansions, season passes, six month seasons. Like, what is the right cadence for this game to feel? I mean, if they did four-month seasons, do they feel like they have to do more filler to bring people back? I mean, at this point right now, I feel like they're limping Destiny through Final Shape, and I don't mean that badly, but it's a little more fitting now with the current technical state. Like, they're limping yeah. Destiny across the Final Shape finish line because they're trying to continue the cash cow making money. They're trying to A4 Marathon. They did get the Sony investment. Obviously, billions of dollars do help. But Marathon is a big piece. And then whatever follows Final Shape is something that comes next. Like, I'm hoping post-Final Shape, like, Last Gen is gone. Dude, that... I hope DCV's gone. I, I can't oh. see a world where you're in a new chapter, a new beginning, and you're dipping your hand into a basket of old stuff. I just can't see it. No, that's, that's a good point. I didn't think about that, because I've just been thinking about... Because if they're like, oh, here's Io for season 27, I'll be like, bro, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I can't be doing it. Well, that's, yeah, it's like, I mean, I enjoy the stories they tell. I really do. Like, just the story in and of itself, usually always cool. Expansions, smaller ones, some are better than others. We know that. Um, nothing sometimes happened, like in Season of the Plunder. Aramis, see ya. Um, yeah. That wasn't the best. But then Seraph is like freaking amazing storytelling with like, you know, like Rasputin in there, like him and Anna Bray, like having the final moment. I'm like, dude, you're going to bring me to tears over this one. So it's there are there's very cool stories they tell, but it's like the journey we go through sometimes to get them a bit long. Um, yeah. So we have our ups and downs. But no, I'm with you. I did not even think about the content vault is. Yeah, like season 25 or 27. Yeah, it's fun to go back to Titan, but we didn't get titan like we got no, I, I actually don't mind the way we kind of got titan though because if we just were given it as a destination yeah what would what would we expect a public event activity on it no i mean like, i think that's a good that's true is i think we got a, a it, better it, version it feels familiar yeah but not quite the same there's 
there's bits where you go through it, like in Salvage, you think, oh, this is the bit from the uh, from that mission on Titan where you, you kind of um, see Mithrax for the first time, right? The yeah. enemy of my enemy. There's a section where yeah. you go, oh, yeah, that's from that mission, but the doors are different. So there's kind of little throwbacks there where you you kind of get like a bit of uh, like a memory. But for the most part, when you're going across the rigs, it, the destination's familiar, but that's kind of it. Yeah. And that's that's probably the best, the better alternative than what we got in Haunted, where they kind of just gave us Leviathan with a bit of a yeah. a refresh kind of thing. Of, and yeah, like we got part of the Leviathan. It'd be like if you got part of Titan back. It's not the biggest planet in the first place. So if we only say got the Arcology, that wouldn't feel great. So no, you like the fact that they use the they use the textures and the theme, like the thematic look of the planet. Yeah. Give us the activities like I kind of like that as a way because I was wondering I'm like well I don't see Titan on the on the destination sure enough it's all in the in the helm but no the fact that well you say the DCV going away like stop pulling stuff out of there but I'm also like post final shape especially if they get rid of like last gen consoles stop taking stuff away <laughs> yeah I mean yeah yeah we've already at some point I would like to see them i don't know if they ever will honestly and this is where you always wonder about the activision deal because it's like forsaken red war uh and then what is it war mind and osiris curse, curse of osiris. osiris those four but like the red war story for some guardians i know they kind of like are skipping they're kind of like retconning that out of the universe and that's where i wonder if it's the activision deal but like that was kind of a cool campaign like one of the bigger ones and there's no way there's no way to go back and play that period now. No one has nah. access to that. And it just like sits out there in some old server land that nobody gets to go back there and see. But I mean, getting activities for the season and then losing them at the end of every season, like getting new ones and then losing them at like I don't know, that whole cycle, I don't know. I know the game can't grow indefinitely, but it also doesn't seem like it feels like we lose a lot every so often. It's like by the by season of the Sarah, if you look on the map and you're like the helm's full of stuff to do and you got all that stuff going on, and then like we get to like last season when when the game feels really bare, and then when Lightfall did land, that was that was when it was definitely rougher. Yeah, I mean, because we go to like a particular place doesn't mean Bungie need to add it as a destination, right? Like no. you 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 could go, okay, this is base destiny, this is what Destiny 2 is, destination-wise, but naturally you'll need to if you want a single evolving world, those destinations need to evolve with it, right? Otherwise, you just get stagnant. You end up with Nessus just everywhere. No reason to go there other than fish. Um, <laughs> right? And then You're not wrong. You just got, um, and then you've just got these little seasonal pieces where we do visit other places for one reason or another. Yeah. Well, what, next season we're supposed to get the exotic rotator. That's going to be all but the two that everybody wants so no whisper and zero hour but we're gonna supposedly get presage we'll get seraph back and then harbinger? Our harbinger yeah we'll get that mm. one too so it's like supposedly that's gonna come back as having a rotator to it and i guess some chance at other stuff in there yeah i feel like we've walked all over the topics tonight i don't know if i had much of a plan of discussion since uh Nah, that's all good. I mean, yeah. that'll find itself in the legacy tab. So that'll go there. Yeah, that'll go in legacy. Um, they haven't really said much anything about next season yet. No, they said really? they were going to be quiet. They like season twenty-one. They're like, "Hey, we're going to share you some stuff." Season of the Deep. Here's a little teaser. 
And then like season 22, I think they're probably going to go dark <laughs> until that morning when the servers go down because they're going to have the showcase that morning too. Yeah. So that'll be feels... all of that dumped in there together. When I think about the year pre to Witch Queen, like you had moments in the year where Savathun would, would speak to us or we'd get voices and that, and she grew as a character throughout the year. And this season, for the first time, we we heard Zifu Raph, right? Yep. So it's like, okay, because I, I personally thought it was almost maybe too late to build a character in that's got such an important part in the game um, that we've just never seen up until this point. Like, there's so many, I, I was thinking the other day, like, there's so many things we've done that we that would be considered an act of war that <laughs> should have triggered Zifu Raph in some way. And for some reason, she's chosen not to i mean there's probably a law i'm like not a law specialist and no, butcher no, me good. but you know what i mean it's like could this just be the start of the journey where we actually get the final piece the final sister in that kind of family of hive free final shape could she be part of final shape so that actually leads me to when did we talk about it last week or the week before um where do you think Zivu, where do you actually think she fits? Is she seasonal? Is she in the campaign? Is she a raid boss? Is the witness in the campaign? Is the witness the raid boss? Where do we beat Zivu? And then where do we beat the witness? Because we all obviously, ah, obviously we, we have to win. But yeah, where, where do we? Because we, we do we though, because corridors of time, we die. I mean, that's a good point. I don't so know. we've seen our grave. So do we? Destiny, we, to, Destiny we, Two is done. Final shape. Just shut it down. We're <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to be a, bring it on a downer, but we've seen our grave. So I don't see that as a win, personally. <laughs> yeah, no. um, been better. I don't want to go see my own in the future. Yeah, um, I don't know how it's going to work out. Clearly, we've got issues getting into wherever the witness has gone, and I'm sure Sabathun's probably got a part to play in that because we don't have anyone else to really turn to or that understands it currently um and she knows that she was lied to by the witness right yep. so she lived a lie um and does Zephyr Raph know that she was a sister does she oh. know did she know that Sabathine was living a lie this entire time there's that kind of part to it as well right so you get a bit of a family thing going on bit of family beef it's always drama um but that might be the catalyst of uh force the witness's hand in some way but we've got to learn a lot more about the witness right there's still so many unanswered questions truly we don't really understand what even the traveler is uh yep. what or who the witness is um we kind of better understand what the veil is but in terms of why and um, we still don't have that question answered either so it's just going to be a busy year, isn't it? Trying to figure out all these these questions ultimately need to be answered before we get to final shape. Otherwise, we're going to end up in a situation where we go through the final shape campaign, and we end up in a, a lightfall situation. No, where where there's just too many unanswered questions, and it's like this can't be the end. It can't because it hasn't concluded, right. and that's, that's... Prob probably the main thing I think about when I think about final shape is they've got to conclude it. It needs to be in and. It needs to be a worthwhile ending, right? To allow for a fresh beginning. And that's where I'm at with it, really. Yeah. No, I mean, and that's that's kind of what I'm hoping. I, it's like, for me, my tough debate is 
Zivu is the third sister. They were all sisters, and then Oryx decided to switch to brother, whatever. I think that's right. Um, but, like, Zivu's the other one. We had full expansion, Taken King for Oryx. We had full Witch Queen expansion for her. And then we have this big focus on the Witness. And this is, that's where, that's where I struggle, at least in my head. I'm not saying they wouldn't do it. Like, Zuvarath may be a piece of, this is who we're facing the campaign. And then we face in the raid, the Witness. But then again, it's like, the raid is not beat by, what, 10, 15% of the population, however many raids. Maybe 20 if you're lucky. But I mean, if people buy the final shape and you don't get to face the witness and 80% of the players don't know what happens by not playing the raid, they're not going to be happy. So then if you do the witness in the campaign and <clears throat> somewhere Zivu's like still witnesses, crazy powerful. So you imagine that Zivu's not as strong. So it's like the witness, like mission boss number four, but that doesn't feel justified. So that's like that. I am. I am very, very curious how they handle this here because I can sit there and talk myself in circles around all this stuff. But we need to understand, as you said, who the witness is, what the origin is, more about the Traveler, because there's some link between the Traveler, the Veil, the Light, the Dark, Gardener, since thanks to the raid, and then all of those pieces. But also it's like Zivu being, if Zivu is on the level of the other two, I honestly wonder if they're going to save her for post-final shape. Like, if that's... I mean, we're allies with so many now, right? That we, which you kind of thought was impossible when this whole saga kind of started. Yeah. It kind of feels like if we do need to turn to Savathun and she kind of drops a bombshell on Zivu, Savathun is no different to us. She's a guardian. Yeah. And it might be a point where we have a common interest and we kind of can't do it without each other. We, there's a real, very real possibility we might even be allies with some parts of the hive i don't imagine zeva raff will be part of that but she doesn't understand what's like going on Savathun and her lucent hive could theoretically be allies with us if she actually runs them because right now and... it's like i don't know who's running is that the her ghost i can't remember the ghost name starts with an i emo something like yeah my, um, my kind of thing. but yeah it's like i do feel because i feel like they had it for a while now callus he was a chump in lightfall so. maru Yes. Inaru, thank you. Yes, Imaru. Um so at some point I feel like Imaru's gotta bring Sabathun back. And then we have to have like a sit somebody's gotta have a chat. Like I wanna see Zavala, Sabathun, chat it up at a campfire, kinda like we're doing right now. I wanna see them like Zavala's office gets Sabathun yeah. in there. I don't know if she's gonna fit <laughs> through the door. She's she's big. She, that statue is not small, but um but I do feel like that has like I do think it would be interesting to see like Keitel. Savathun and then Zavala and a couple of the Guardians standing there next to like somebody who's just gargantuan and then Nimbus would be in there too he's also pretty tall um but I do feel like that collection of like the you know the Avengers the endgame moment it feel like we're getting getting to the point where we have all the others we have the Mithrax we have Tidal we've got the Vex is still they're the Borg nobody gets with them but then yeah if Savathun comes back as a Guardian then you have like Aramis and Mithrax we had Keitel and Callus, but Callus is a jump. He's done. Savathun, mm. Zivu. You've got kind of those pieces, and then you got the Traveler, and you know you got the Witness. And I do wonder if that's kind of where they take the final shape. And if it is like an Avengers level moment of clash, that could be a worthwhile finish. And you have to think if we're allies with that many people going into whatever's next for Destiny Two, 
then that literally opens the door to having completely new combatants in whatever that is, right? New enemies to face. Yep. Right. Why bring? We've we've wanted one new race for the longest time. Something different to fight. <laughs> what if we years. just get four new or three new ones and the Vex are still there? You yeah. know what I mean? It's it could happen. Yeah. Anything could happen. It's up to Bungie, isn't it? So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and that's kind of why I wonder what they're working on. At some point, they got to drop last-gen consoles. I feel like that's... They've been dragging along post-Final Shape. If they want to do, like, kind of a soft reboot thing, like if you want to play the next expansion after Final Shape and whatever that is, then you need to be on current-gen because, as you said, new enemies. They could do, like, new animations, new destinations, new stuff. And, you know, maybe it could be a way to where I'd be okay if they wipe. I'd be totally fine if they wiped my vault. I'm with you. Wipe yeah. my vault, start it over. I know people will throw an absolute fit, but I'm like, you actually got There's stuff to There's so much loot in Destiny. Even if they nuked it, you done it. You done the things that were most important to you back relatively quickly. Yeah. So, and, and generally, people just lean towards the newer stuff most of the time. Mm -hmm. Like... Oh, I have stuff Cycle in my stuff vault. Out. We're not on mountaintop recluse kind of loadouts now. Like we've moved on from there. Yeah. So please yeah. wipe my vault. I mean, I wish there was a nuke vault button. To be honest, yeah. it'd make it so much easier go, at the end of each season. Yeah, run in the bungee server room and nuke vault bounties. Everything just clean slate me every season, so I don't have to think about any of that stuff. Because I don't know about you, E. Like I keep one of most things. Every roll, I've got like 15 of the same weapon because you just don't know what's good and what's not at the start of the season, right? Exactly, so. yeah. I'll get to a point I was trying to farm like Whistler's Whim because I like bows. <laughs> I like bows. And I was like, hey, this is a couple cool combinations. I'm just sitting there spamming all my engrams on that thing. And I eventually go in my vault later on because they all like dumped into there. And I was like, I have 15 bows. Crap. Like, I've done that. <laughs> so, no, I mean, and then you're like, all right, now I'm picking through. Then you're just like splitting hairs. Like, which one's good? I'm like, well, it's a kinetic bow. Is it really that good? Like, kind of, but... I mean, I was the way it's set up now, it's like your kinetic slot should probably be a special weapon, whether it's Riptide, Arbalist, Wish Ender, something up there. And then your middle slot is probably going to be your incandescent, your volt shot, your primary. And then you got a heavy. There's not very many times that I typically put kinetic trimmers isn't bad. I'll give it that. It's actually a better perk than I thought it was going to be. Um, but I kind of feel if you've got, sorry, I kind of feel if you've already got an exotic weapon, in your vault, it shouldn't let you pull it from collections. It should be grayed out and just says already in your vault or something like that. And then you can be like, cool, because they're fixed roles. It doesn't matter. It's not yeah, like armor. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I, the amount of times I've gone in there, I was like, well, I've got three anarchies here. What's this all about? <laughs> yeah. like, I've got, I got two xenophages here and I've got one on my hunter. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Nope. I've definitely found the duplicate exotics feel pretty special in those moments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, we, I would, like the two, my co-hosts aren't here, but I know they're off doing their other stuff. And it's like, and I've asked them half of these questions. But yeah, this future ahead as, you know, content creator for Destiny, you know, you got like about at least a year, hopefully a year and a half, at least that we know if there's going to be like the biggest question is if August, you know, final shape goes on sale, is it going to be $100 expansion with four seasons and all this fun stuff? And that'll kind of tell us what the year is going to be. I'll be curious where the story goes, but that's different. But yeah, it's like, mm. what's after that? <clears throat> they said Destiny 2 is going to continue, but man, like the the stuff that we're even bouncing around here that we would be curious to see, 
like to see the changes, the different enemies, different destinations, our allies. There's a lot of places they could go, go, but they've got to find a way after seven years to make the, the loot feel fresh. Like the weapons can, yeah. all so much stuff that people hold on to, wiping out vaults and cleaning up a lot of things. There needs to be some kind of soft reset. And I don't know if people are going to like that, but I feel like they freaked out once when sunsetting happened, but then sunsetting, I still think would have been healthy for the game. I think they have to try to rip that bandaid again. It kind of depends how many people are still on the Destiny project, right? Because what, like I said earlier, what is after Final Shape for me is probably more important than Final Shape itself because that is basically the beginning of a new journey. And that kind of, that would tell a lot of people, is there a future in in, in Destiny 2 in terms yeah. of the direction it's going? So for me, like, they need to have so many people working on that. Like that cannot fail because it's 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 what it's what pays Bungie's bills right now. Marathon doesn't make them any money right no, now. I expect the it marathon... costs them money because yeah. they got they're still developing it. So it's it needs to be successful um, and retain the million concurrent players on a daily basis or build on it. Right. Yep. I would love to see their financials on so many different things like Eververse financials and like expansions and dungeon like how many people are buying dungeon keys one probably pissed off when they do purchase like actually hit the purchase <laughs> key if they do it i bought the season but i don't have the dungeon that's in the season what the like <laughs> i know that like if people just bought lightfall and they got that season be like oh cool i'll get the season well there's the new dungeon cool it's advertised let me i gotta buy that too i would love for them to simplify the pricing model too travis has gone on yeah. about this forever and like totally justified as well they get away with more pricing, season pass, paying to skip the campaign. You can skip the campaign in Diablo for free. Like, just transmog. Like, you are limited in the amount of transmog you get. You buy some in the Eververse, and then something like Outriders or, like, Diablo, you unlock it, you're done. Like, mm. the payment model. And maybe, again, if they can do something to where, let's say I picture Marathon late 2024 maybe probably 2025 like i don't see it that soon they said they were going dark for a while <laughs> testing and other things and as all we got is a cinematic and no no gameplay even if they show it at e3 next year i still think it's gonna be 24 so marathon i think is a while that's why when you say destiny still has to make the money i think you're right yeah yeah because marathon's been in pre-development for at least five years which is roughly when the dcv got launched as a way yeah. of deploying destiny it's also a way of being able to shift some of your workforce to another project as well, PvP as well suffered. as <laughs> as well as massively recruiting. Right? That's not they've during oh, COVID, Bungie they hired so many ballooned. People. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they are definitely set up to support the projects they've got. Um, but yeah, man, oh, they need to. I don't. I don't see it. I see it at least. Yeah, two or three years from here. I don't think they'll hit the... Because I wanted multiple IPs by 2025. It's going to be the end of 2025. Maybe slide it into 26. Depends how the development goes between now and then, really. Yeah. The pre-development is just... It's just like concept discovery. Right. Now they've got a clear direction and art style. And, they, and even in the, in the um, Vidox and stuff, you've got them talking at length about individual drop-in sessions where they've dropped in and... Um, yeah, so there's some and, gameplay and drop, going drop on. In, dropped out. So they're, they're definitely having like memorable moments, and that's what they're, they're trying to focus on: is how to create those memorable moments, yep. but also make them accessible. Where it's not just about getting the winner, winner, chicken dinner, isn't always the path to to, 
to success there are other ways of doing it they spoke about artifacts and combining them and extracting them as a way of contributing towards your overall score so there's other ways to win so they're very aware of that other games have done similar things like the cycles scavengers and kind of stuff so it'd be kind of interested to see how bungie kind of put their spin on it because it's a it's a fine balance right extraction shooter like you've got hardcore tarkov or you can go like casual kind of ease people in so it'd be interesting to see where bungie kind of dropped the hammer on that um and where they kind of go i will say well oh go ahead sorry no 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 just see where they're gonna kind of make their choice where they're gonna hedge their bets really yeah i mean I know the community for this game, there were people who were like, oh, cool, a PvP shooter. And then they said dedicated servers, and they're like, come on, what about, we get none of that? We, we're over here sitting in Destiny 2 PvP, like, chopped liver, and you'd like, and they're over there with dedicated servers, like, join back, like, anti-cheat protection, and it's like, hmm. So it was like, they're very cautious about that stuff, but I was like, it was funny when you say, like, three or four, four years or so, it was like, the Shadow Keep Vidoc look like the same people in the marathon Vidoc. like almost all of them like there were so many faces i recognized that i had forgotten i hadn't seen and i was like that's where all of you went because i know i'd seen lars bakken went over there and he was into the Vidoc, but i know he's over and i knew christopher barrett yeah like, i forgot about scott taylor steve cotton or a couple others that i'd forgotten they were like leads on certain expansions as well so it's and i know people want to like grow grow within the company and then move and work on new stuff and i get it it was just interesting to see like a whole chunk that went over there when you started to see them all. And well, that's Kevin what Giannis happened, right? Over there. Uh, we saw people get promoted into their positions. Yep. But none of us thought to think, where did the people go that were in their positions to begin with? Because they didn't right. really say anything. Nope. Pretty it, quiet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rightfully so, because they can't talk about it or couldn't talk about it. Um, it, it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting. But but someone's mentioned in chat about like mammoth and destiny crossover and uh, as a way of like doing like sony did with crossovers and stuff and part of me feels like that's there'll be easter eggs but i think that's probably about as far as it's going to go because in if you've got multiple ips you want to probably try and keep those things as far apart as possible really yeah because you don't want one to take away from the other if you're looking from from a revenue standpoint right so they need to stand on their own two feet so the further apart they are, the better. The better, and yep. they're kind of tapping into two different types of player bases, right? They, they are two are. different That's, types of game. Yeah, like your PVE kind of RPG shooter. And I don't know, was Marathon first or third person? I can't. I feel like I heard somebody say it was third, and I was like, really? I would be surprised. But uh, from what their job specs have said, it said it's third person okay. action shooter, and a lot of them talk about. Um, the unreal engine so it's probably not yeah, even on the tiger engine yeah which is like, good for that game from yes. a development standpoint because when you think of like fortnite and how they've have able to develop that on the the engine and how that engine's evolved oh it's, it's amazing what what ue what 5.1 and <laughs> 5.2 what it can do now between it's gorgeous some of the worlds that they can build so if they're in the game in ue Ooh. oh yeah their art styling and their artists working in that kind of game just like gonna be mind blowing. That's that's exciting stuff. But then you're like, what's happening over here in Destiny? Are we just getting like the 
or is destiny like the the training ground for the marathon like you get promoted it's like your formula one team you're down here in alphatari and then you get promoted up and down <laughs> <laughs> but you think about it right when you're thinking about like a competitive shooter that's what they put marathon in as and if you're having a meeting and trying to brainstorm what are the foundations that you need in place for a competitive shooter dedicated service is probably the one of the first things you yeah, write down on that has to be but naturally destiny 2 much as some people won't like me saying it isn't a competitive shooter right no, so i mean it's it's un, it has always been and probably forever will be unbalanced it's not going to be that kind of a game so it's yeah i mean with all of the abilities and things like that i mean if they ever wanted to truly separate a lot of stuff and you know normalize where if you go into this you have like no abilities and stock guns you could like have a set mode where things but it was like they that was the thing when i saw i think it wherever they did it when they demoed gambit for the first time and this is always one of those like moments where it was in a bubble there was no mm. they just had the set loadouts that were on the characters that were on like the computers that you know the players flew wherever they went to and played and they just mm. had like basic guns and they played and actually looked pretty fun get it in everybody's hands and they break it <laughs> Yeah. So it was like the set loadouts and like limited guns and certain things like and that's what you'll get in a Tarkov. You might have mods and stuff like that on your weapons and other things. And that's kind of the weird thing for Marathon is Bungie and mobility is a thing, whether it's Halo, whether it's all of our Guardians. The mobility is going to be an interesting thing because I know the shooting is probably going to be fine. Not worried about Bungie shooting. It's been good for three decades or however long they've been doing this stuff. Bungie can make a shooter, but mobility also seems to be a thing they handle pretty well and in usually in a slightly unique way. So that is a point I think I'll be really curious to see how they handle the marathon movement. If you've got classes, is it a hero shooter? Do you have I don't know. Like I'm not I, I can see a hero. I can see a hero I think going yeah. on. I can see like different kind of abilities. They they speak about whimsical characters and stuff like that. I don't know if Marathon would be quite like that, but I can see like a hero based kind of system going on. Dizzy makes a good point about a bounty system. I can imagine actual players within the the game becoming bounty, right? Yeah. You got artifact, you become the bounty essentially and then you can you have to survive it or not. Yeah. Well I mean you also the bounty would saw... be on your head. Yeah, you saw who they promoted it with too. It was like Lupo and like the creators that they that they sent like the marathon packages to. They yeah, were yeah. Your, like the big, the big ones, not your Destiny creators. They went for a different audience. They're trying to they're trying to stretch. It's kind of like, hey, I typically make Destiny content. And it's like YouTube. You did pretty well in your little Destiny bubble. I made a Diablo video, and it's like, hey, more people, different people are seeing it. It's like they are they're trying to hit a different audience, as you're saying. So I will be curious. Mm -hmm. How much carryover there is, how much concurrent is going for both, and then also to see can Bungie capture the magic again? I think that's going to be the big one because <laughs> they just passed the muster or they just passed judgment on Naughty Dog's game for factions and said, "Yeah, this probably doesn't have the engagement long term." That's at least Jason Schreier's reporting. So it's like All if right. Bungie are the experts on that one, and that's why, like, theoretically, you know, factions is probably going to be pushed off for a while or we'll see whenever we see it but so if bungie is the engagement expert i'm so curious to see what they do again <laughs> i mean it's, it's interesting as well because it's been quite a long time since they've made a third person game like i'm trying to think oni was oni was it oh Before maybe that no i mean i was like i know marathons were in there obviously the old ones but yeah oni I, that does sound like a game of theirs i don't know all of their history as well but yeah, like most, they're known for their how guns feel to 
the play, the gunplay, and, and now with Destiny, the movement as well, right? So they need to capture that in third person. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a challenge for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It, it It's going to be a very interesting August showcase for sure. Um, But then I also think just like season 22, final shape, post that marathon. It's going to be an interesting journey to follow. But also before we get to any of that stuff, I am I really do hope bringing this all the way back to Destiny that, yeah, they're going to have dedicated servers for marathon. But I think something I don't I. I really do you think we as the players are justified some type of state of the technical like is it at a point do you think they're going to do that would they do it once they have it figured out on a technical side is it like hey we figured out what was causing the errors and when we finally got it fixed and you shouldn't see that many more like do you think it's something they'll address <laughs> i mean it's, it's a balance between what they can actually tell us right, right as well like this it's much like with battle eye they will only tell us so much when it comes to making changes to certain things and yeah if that if it's that kind because of some of the issues that I've even getting personally is with battle eye kind of crashing and getting broccoli and stuff. So if it's battle eye related, then, then there's very little they'll they'll say about it right. to be honest, because they don't want to potentially risk the security of the game in that sense. Um, but me, as a bit of a technical nerd, I would like to understand it better. Yeah, so like, um, even if they did a tech deep dive, like they've done some of those tech articles before, I wouldn't mind reading mm, one of those. I'd be curious. Yeah, because yeah. if, if people would, you know, we're quick to pass judgment. I mean, I've made tongue-in-cheek tweets about, you know, the game going offline for emergency, emergency maintenance. Then I tweet a picture of like marathon server room, which is like a pristine futuristic <laughs> server. <laughs> And then, like, Destiny versus Destiny servers, which is a potato with a bit of RAM sticking out of it, you know? It's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a joke, yeah. but, you, you you know, there's definitely more to it on the back end of that. Oh, that yeah. Is, uh... No, I saw that tweet. That was hilarious. That that got a chuckle out of me. That was a good one. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah. I do... It does beg the question of, like, is it something they can fix? Is tech debt piling up? Is there a point where... And that where my wondering is like, do they limp through final shape and then they do some like technical next gen cutoff? Like, here's the new stuff we fit, like whatever's going like that's where I think I think before next gen cutoff, dude, it's it's the cutoff from destiny because there's times where emergency maintenance comes on and both games go down. Like I destiny mean, two is still <laughs> coupled with D1, right? Is it, like, is... is it D is it is it destiny one causing destiny 2 issues i hope like, not i really hope not i mean i know what you're talking about i've seen those same things they're like destiny 1 and 2 are coming offline i'm like for one i forget d1 why? is still even out there yeah <laughs> why, like, bro? what are you touching in destiny 1 why is that even a thing um i mean there's been times they, they've had like, to turn off the api like yeah i, they, I well, feel they, like they, they throttle need, it as well yeah yeah they need to do some some it's Technical. a bandwidth thing, it seems. Yeah, no. It's easy that... for me to sit here and say it's bandwidth. Yeah, I'm when they talk about all the changes, like a lot of the kind of um, like wells and uh, war mine cells and all that kind of stuff. They talk about things being on the ground. There's yeah. only certain. There's only a certain amount of things you can have in instance. That's why primary ammo is infinite now. No more ammo bricks on the floor. So the only real things we get on the ground is special or heavy. Orbs of power, which don't last forever anyway. Yep. And then this, like, fire sprites and stuff like that, which, yep. again, don't really last forever. So they 
they can control that to a level when it comes to bandwidth and then they obviously naturally have a minimum or maximum rather of the amount of combatants that can spawn in instance at any one time um so i guess that's where the, the bandwidth kind of is but i don't know what the link is to d1 though when it comes to that yeah. d1 didn't have a lot of combatants though let's be honest no it was definitely slower uh, a little slower paced than this one mm. um well, I was trying to just like pick your mind about the season stuff, and we have covered a whole bunch of stuff I wasn't planning to talk about, but it's been a fun chat. That's for sure. I know I'm trying to like trying to see if there's anything else that we should be talking about right now that's a little more. What was seasoned. in the swab? Because I have. Oh, sorry. What was in the twid? Because I haven't read Bungie's twid. I've Bungie's watched my own twid. Yeah, but I haven't. I haven't read the hiss. Uh, they got a couple hot fixes coming. Um. Basically, the last wish quest with Hawthorne will work correctly. You're not going to get your doubles. Right. Um, but it seems like you're still going to be able to farm Cali, so everyone will do that. Uh, for... in the Twitch emblem next week, right? That sounds right as well. Yep, I think so. Cool. A um, couple exotic fixes. Vesper of Radius is supposed to be fixed. Capri's Horn won't be breaking Iron Banner. Sunbracer's duration is going to be restored, which... I saw people saying it was broken, and then they finally say it like it is here. Uh, they said, you owe an apology. Supremacy is going to be the the rotator. Uh, that's a piece of that. Uh, you've got the best dressed emblem they're going to be doing, so a little dressed in Drown The new one. In yeah, drown in the drip. <clears throat> and then GM's come back. Do you know what they haven't done in a while? Bungie bounties. They haven't. Yeah, I was like, I feel like I haven't seen those in a while. Could do with a new emblem there. At least, at least create some engagement for those that are streaming the game still. Yeah. And yeah, and then rebranding the TWAB to the TWID. So that was that was most of the TWAB. A little bit of cool art, which artists in this community are always awesome. <laughs> uh, the advanced uh, focusing. Oh, that's another one. That's I think the hits this season have come with stuff like that too. Whereas like focusing engram started where it wasn't dropping high stats. Then they fixed the stats, but when they fixed the stats, they broke the like tier one focusing where it was like you can focus down to like four, but then it wasn't even focusing the right category, so they completely disabled that page. But the pristine focusing, I still think in my opinion, is too much. Three shards and the exotic cipher, in my opinion, is just too damn expensive. Yeah, I actually crafted or focused like five, four or five aeons for my warlock. Four of them were trash, like beyond trash. They, would, they had good, they had good overall stats, but, but for your warlock, they probably had flat. like thirty mobility on all of them. Oh no, they were just completely flat. Really. Oh, like um, yeah, I know what you mean. Like twelve, like tens but, across the board. Yeah, yeah. So, but in the end, I did get, a, I did get a decent resilience, discipline kind of role on it. Um, I didn't have no idea where my last aeons went. I think I must have infused them on the mm. power grind. Um, but yeah, it, I had to spend a lot today to get them, and I had to go on other characters to pick out um, enhancement prisms from the vaults because I was running out of prisms to buy more shards. Yeah, <laughs> it no. was bad. It was bad. Yeah, it's just. Am I keeping you? No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um... Okay. Yeah. 
yeah, that was just one of those things. It's like, oh, exotics are cool. And then the stats weren't right. And then it's not focused right. And I'm kind of going, all right. I did before they, I think when the stats were working, but I like threw my dice into one of the categories at least. Uh, mm-hmm. I ended up getting like a 65 or 66. Like I got a decent roll on something. I was like, all right. I may not love this exotic, but at least it's a pretty good roll. So I was like, that part kind of worked. We're getting there. I think it's it's just going to be a very interesting year of between features and activities and stuff that we know are going to be kind of portioned out over this year. And they're trying to, and then what is the season 23 is the big focus on playlist, like the ritual, right? Mm. That's going to be like the final pre preemptive. Let's see how much we can get fixed before we try and sell this final expansion and get people to give us this last lump of cash before they bail on destiny. It seems like so. Yeah. Yeah, well, I know we talked all over the place tonight, so I didn't have much of a plan, but I think we fell off any plan that I had in the first place. But we did cover a lot of things that I was looking to talk about just in a roundabout way. Anything from Summer Games Fest catch your eye, by the way? Did want to catch that one since I watched. Oh, yeah, there was a couple of things. What was it? Uh, Witchfire looks pretty good. Kind of reminds me of Destiny. I did see that in one. In a way. Um, I, because it was from the credits of Bulletstorm. So I was I actually quite enjoyed that. That's the one. Okay, shooter. that was I remember that now. Because yeah. a lot of people just bought that so they could play Halo, because it came with an early access key for Halo Three, I think, back in the day. Yep. So that looked quite cool. Uh, I'll probably pick up the, uh, the Sonic Superstars. <laughs> there's definitely thick. there's an audience for that one. I saw that pop, and I was listening to kind of funnier, you know, uh, last animated one of those, and they probably and one of them guessed like, "Oh, I need a new Sonic game." I'm like, "All right, for somebody," and sure enough, they nailed that one. So nice. And then when it kicked off, and I was just watching the first game, I was like, oh, "I'm getting Prince of Persia vibes from this." And then obviously it came up, and it was. So yeah. I was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was surprised because the... to see a new one. Well, the Prince of Persia, I think that wasn't development, got like, these are, this is a separate game, right? Because the Prince of Persia that was going to be remade, like Sands of Time or whatever, not this one, that development is either on hiatus or rebooting that development or something. So this was a separate one, which I did not expect at all. Yeah. Um, uh, those are the main ones. There's a lot of good stuff. It was interesting to see Nicolas Cage there. Well, um, I mean, he is literally himself. Like, ever. There's like the magnificent weight of talent or whatever that movie is with him in it and um mandalorian guy i don't know it's that i it's a movie with him in it that's like about him or something it's weird but he's yeah. he's hilarious in every interview he is always like that you know the one that got me like lies of p it's kind of a souls like um i always like souls kind of game so that one is one that i was and the demo's literally out right now so i could literally try it if i wasn't insanely busy um there's a lot of MMOs, I felt. I'm with you. Oh, Remnant 2. That's another one. Did you play the first Remnant from the Ashes? I think I have it, but I don't think I've played it. <laughs> it's like, um, if you picture like a soul shooter, which I know sounds like odd, kind of like that, like an action shooter, but still with like movement stuff. But like it worked way better than it ever should have. Like the first one ended up being quite good. And then Travis, mm-hmm. um, he actually got to preview it. Uh, and the stuff he's told me about it is actually really exciting. Whole lot of like tons of randomness to the like worlds you see, the different bosses you might come across. You can I you and I could play the game and we could see damn near half a different game without even mm-hmm. a crossover in it. So that one actually seems pretty cool. Um 
Liza P. Yeah. Yeah, Liza P. Right. That looked yeah. pretty interesting. That one's cool. But yeah, I'm with you. It's like you had Throne and Liberty. You had Black Desert Online. Okay, so there was a lot of MMO type stuff. I'm like, I, I can't do all of these games. There's too many. Mm -hmm. That's that's one of my it, worries about it. Path of Exile was there as well, right? So. Yeah, Path of Exile. I mean, that's, you know, alternate to Diablo. So if they separate their release cadence, they'll probably be okay against each other. But yeah, Path of Exile 2 has got its potential as well. Uh, Alan Wake 2. I played the first one. It was okay. But hopefully 2 would be better for kind of a horror vibey game. Kind of underwhelmed with the extended gameplay look. We didn't really see much. I feel like we saw much from like the trailer piece just yeah. immediately following that, which is something we'd already seen before, I think. So. Yeah. And then, of course, Spider-Man got a date. So, And it's a good date because it's about two months after August, so it's perfect for me to play Spider-Man two months into a Destiny season. <laughs> Did you play? Yeah. Have you played the other Spider-Man or Miles? Or no, it's PlayStation exclusive, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No PlayStation in his house. Uh, it's on, on, is it on PC. It might be on PC now. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man 2018, fantastic. Like, I mean, I know you do. You live in Destiny, work, all that stuff. But if you ever get a chance to... <laughs> I do the same. Like, I miss so many games. I haven't even touched Zelda, uh, Tears of the Kingdom, much less Breath of the Wild. Um, no, Spider-Man from 2018 is a fantastic game if you get a chance to play it. Like, mm. good enough story that near the end of it, like, I mean, yeah, I might cry in a fair amount of movies. Like, I'm not the hardest person to get to cry in the world. But, I mean, it's gets emotional, too. Like, Spider-Man, well done game. So, worth an experience oh, nice. if, you, if you've if you got the beast rig that I know you do. <laughs> might have a look at a 5th gen graphics card when they become a thing. I have a 3090 right now. And, yeah, I'm waiting for... Well, because, what, next year? End of next year would be, like, the... Zen 5 chips, I think, is that, if that's right, for AMD. Yeah, Zen 5 next year, so, like, next gen of AMD chips. And then, yeah, whenever they do a 5090 or whatever, that's when I'll make the my next leap. Yeah, same. I've got a 3080 Ti, and it's yeah. fine. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm good right now. It's fine. Yeah. So. The one that actually intrigues me for streaming is the AV1, because it's the compression that's really nice. That's the one I actually... Oh, really? Yeah, the... Because, like, right now, everything's into MP4s, like, when you do it. Like, when you... Yeah. Well, AV1 for compression is better quality for smaller size or for streaming, better quality for smaller upload bandwidth, kind of depending on Internet connections and stuff like that. Like even a cheap like Intel AV1 card is actually a really good thing. That encoder is like the next one that's going to be very, very popular. Interesting. Yep. I'll bear that in mind. I'm a stupid tech nerd, too. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Oh, I always enjoy all the hardware. Mortal Kombat 1. I will say, like, I watched the trailer from PlayStation and then this one. The graphics in that game cracked me up. Like, they are just so over the top with the blood and the gore and the guts and all the explosions of body parts and stuff. It's it's kind of hilarious. But I have actually heard, like, 9, 10, 11, and Aftermath is, like, a very cool story. Mm. You know, if you kind of take, like, Mortal Kombat being a story. But actually, kind of a cool, like, story journey they went through there. And then it's like, this is like a reboot after the end events of the final ending. So. Nice. I haven't played one for ages. No, I wish I was born to fighting games because right now you got Tekken, Street Fighter, and Mortal Kombat in the same year. If you love fighting games, pick one. You you got all of them. So that should be a lot of fun. Well, I guess we'll wrap this one up. That's let it you, until let August, you... huh? Yeah, that's, that's all the big gaming bombshell news until August for us. I guess. Uh, yes. 
Oh, I'm also waiting for Forza. Like, I know Xbox will talk about Forza. I just want a date on it. I just love yeah. my racing games, though, and Forza is still the best one. Like, Gran Turismo versus Forza is not even... Hasn't compared in a while, but Forza Motorsport... Uh, Horizon to actual Forza games? Like, track Forza? No, I like, motor... I like Motorsport. I don't like Motorsport, Horizon. yeah, yeah. I like... Because, I mean, I've been getting into Formula One, but I've had a car taking it on tracks and, like, doing laps on, like, spa and all that type of stuff just like you know silverstone and like those things yeah i want to be that circuit yeah. of the americas like and that's because my buddy like two buddies and i this is like this will be a stupid story but it was either maybe four or five i can't remember which one and they had a point where like your friends could go <laughs> like do a ghost and it was like a spec car couldn't change anything and it was like trying to go as fast as you can just a lap like trying to get your your hot lap running yeah, yeah. And it was just your ghost. And my friends and I, we were like trading times, like shaving milliseconds off each other. And one of them was Laguna Seca. So it's like got the classic. big ass hill, classic course, but it's in like a 65 Mustang. So can't handle for a damn. So, and you're trying to get the Nothing best time. Yeah, pretty much. You're like half drifting the whole thing. So we got that one to a point where one of us was like, all right, I don't think I'm ever going to touch that. And then we moved over to Ferrari and it might've been Silverstone, but it was definitely like a European track. I remember one of the fun ones might've been Spa. And that was, and then the Ferrari again, it's just like shaving seconds, trading ghosts with each other. It's like, and I miss those moments because like, Forza Horizon's kind of fun, but it's like, after a while, I'm like, it's like the road courses. I don't know where I'm going. I like like learning a track and knowing, okay, I got my braking zone here. I know where to hit the apex on the corner. Like, that's me in racing and I miss it. And now that I've been getting into Formula One, watching Drive to Survive and everything, I'm like, give me more racing. I just, I want my racing game on just like tucked away on the side for me. That's like, that's like would be my wind down. But again, I'd probably be tense as hell, but like, yeah, I love racing. Me and my friend did a similar thing. We did like the Catalonia circuit in Barcelona and then, um, yeah, we did controller times and then we tried to do steering wheel times. Mm. That was, that was tough. That my, was tough. Was my, my buddy who's probably not listening to this, but, uh, he got, he bought one of the steering wheel setups but his is the, like, one of those things you get with a bonus check kind of thing. He got, like, the Formula One wheel. Like, nice. legit with, like, the hydraulic resistance to it and the pedals. And I'm like, for a racing setup, I mean, there are crazy setups, which, like, Verstappen has and stuff like that, of course, for, like, iRacing. But just for, like, what he had sitting there, and we were playing F1 a little bit, man, that felt good. Just the, 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 the wheel. Feedback. Yeah, the feedback felt perfect. It was so good. So I was a little jealous of that setup. So he'll probably beat me if we do any racing games, but I'm still going to try. Nice. Oh, well, yeah. So we've got Capcom, Xbox, Starfield would be a big one. I'm, have you, do you have any interest in Starfield? I'm curious. I do, but I feel like it's just going to be Fallout 4 in space. That's... So my expectations are low. <laughs> same. But then same. it can only go up from here. So that's, true. that's yeah. where I'm going to keep them. I was chatting with my brother the other night, and, or, and yeah, Fallout 4 in space is about all I have expectations for. Anything more than that? Cool. Is it big, bigger than I probably have time for? Also true, but I was like, I will be curious if it hits on the, um, if it lands for the people who want it to. Because yeah. after Redfall, I know they, they need a little love over there. <coughs> yeah. yeah, we've had very big highs and lows in gaming this year. We had Redfall, and then we went down to Gollum. But mm -hmm. then we also had like Tears of the Kingdom, Jedi Survivor, Diablo 4, and a couple of these other things. So it's been quite a yo yo. And then we're sitting here in this little like one little tiny track of Destiny, <laughs> going yeah. driving down the side of the road in like the 
the like bicycle bike. lane. Yeah. This is us. Yep, we're just cruising over here, doing our doing our six year old thing, holding on. <laughs> Started with Forspoken. That's right. Yeah, we had Forspoken. Whoa, long. Yeah. Ah, uh, well. Next time we have you back, I'll have to have the other two guys here, um, just to make sure we get a full chat. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. But uh, as long as even, the hours, if, pretty good for me, I was so. like, I was gonna say, if the hours aren't so bad for you, I'll have to reach out. Every, I guess, I feel bad sometimes asking anybody on your side of the ocean over there because it's just gonna be later. But if you're up late anyway, then yeah, I might have to drag you back occasionally. Yeah, Thursdays are, I tend to keep relatively free. I don't cover. I don't cover twids, so on a Thursday. <laughs> that, one, that one pains you to say it. I can see it on you. It's Yeah, I... but I do make a twid. Um, yes. I don't cover the twid, so yeah. That's uh, what you're saying, twit, Thursdays. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so, I tend to use that day as a, if I'm doing anything for the weekend, content-wise. Ah, yeah. So that way I kind of do free up the weekend. I'm not working the weekend, but we'll, there'll be content out. Nice. So. That's how I have to juggle it, right? Between school runs and family time and stuff. So, all right, walking dogs and staying fit and everything else sounded looked like you had a dog running around back there too. So, yeah, he's literally laying just down here. Oh, nice. Yeah, mine are. I've yeah. Yeah, my three are in the other room. My wife's taking care of them for the moment. So, uh, well, we're getting hour and forty five. I think we chatted around a whole lot of stuff tonight, but definitely a good chat with you. Um. And sometimes you just got to be fair about destiny, but it's like, you know, cautious optimism and potential. Those are words that I've said about this game, I think, for nine years now. And I probably have those same hopes for the future. Yeah, I think it's important to remember that, like, any frustration or critique we have comes from a good place. It's because we want to see the game do good. We know Bungie know it can be better. We know it can be better. And at times we can be frustrated as creators at times. But more as players, right? And and when we feel we feel the same pain that players feel when the game's not what Bungie want it to be. So it does come from a good place. There are different ways of putting feedback out there, which, like you said earlier with the tweet, I didn't reply on it because I just think it's the wrong yeah, forum for it. I get but, that too. But it's yeah. Hopefully, you know, it gets. Hopefully, it gets better from here, and we get a bit more info, or a bit more direction, clarity. Transparency yeah. is the best thing Bungie can do when things aren't going the way they want it to go. So, yeah, post that Destiny showcase. I'm gonna be like, all right, who wants to come on the show and talk? Even though we'll be in the middle of a new season, so everybody's gonna be making content. <laughs> Give it about two <laughs> weeks for all that stuff to digest, and then I'll bring. I need to. I need to have like you and Scarrow. Probably would be a funny uh, if we could get like five people chatting. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. Well. Uh, enjoy your evening. Uh, thank your wife for letting me steal you for close to two hours. Appreciate that as always. Um, but it was our, having me. I'll say it for the guys too. It's always our pleasure to have you on, man. It's uh, much appreciated, and I might cross over into the six-figure uh, subscribers shortly. I saw, dude. Here with you're you. literally like three hundred away. How I'm, are we not? I'm on the I'm on the brink. I'm I'm not quite to where I'm going to be like watching it, but I'm sub sub two fifty. So it's. All right, so you're gonna start streaming it. when you're like sub 100. Are you gonna start streaming? Do the the countdown? Get it live? <laughs> I guess that'd be a way to do it. What's streaming on YouTube to like get the? Yeah. I did it when when mine was coming up, and then when it got to like 
100 i just went live with it and yeah. uh, you kind of just have the countdown there you can have it up as like a big number yeah and um, and just celebrate the moment you've you've grinded and worked so hard you i watched your stuff before i was making stuff so well yeah and then you skyrocketed past me which is yeah many <laughs> many have done and then somebody like Mactix is like holy sh- dude that that guy's on different yeah, level it, like, like that, you see those people just have those moments right where yeah. they kind of go to the moon and you, you everyone has those little moments in their c- creation career and it's just trying to make that um just make that last as long as possible right yep. in terms of that, that that trajectory it will plateau but then there's oh, no yeah. reason why you can't make that happen again right Oh, yeah, every time we make, our... every time we post a video, it's just rolling the dice one more time. So, which is this going to be a good day for the YouTube algorithm? <laughs> wait and see. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, on that bombshell, in Top Gear fashion, um, <laughs> thank you guys, chat, for being here. Episode two fifty two with the special special guest, Mister Jarv. Thank you very much. And for this episode, it has been the last, the last word. word.